0: Good morning everybody and happy Father's Day to all the dads. I want to say to the dads, well done. Well done for caring for your children and for being the man that your children need. Amen. We really appreciate you. Don't underestimate the role of a father in today's society. Don't underestimate your role in your own family. May God bless you. And also well done to all the granddads because you know you're a father but then when you become a granddad you become into the elite area of society. (laughs) Just wanted to get that off my chest, so um, well done to all the grandfathers. So good to see you today. Welcome to Real Life Church. Really glad that you're here. And Jesus is here with us today. Yes, amen. He is. And I've got a word I want to bring in a moment. And in a moment, I just want to pray. Actually, I'll do this right now. I just want to pray for people. Where you are standing? If you're not well. If you're not well, you nearly need a touch from the Lord. It's good to take tablets. Good to see the doctors. Thank God for tablets and doctors. Amen. Yeah. But sometimes we just really need that touch of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. And you know, the Bible says that Jesus was bruised for our transgressions, but also says, you know, that he was whipped so that we could be healed. By his stripes we are healed. You know? And another part in the scripture says that he sent his word and healed them. Amen. So if you need a touch from God in your body today, why don't you just stand just where you are? I won't call you to the front, but just, just to stand and we're going to pray in Jesus' name. You know our bodies, they're just temporal, aren't they? They're just a, our bodies are our temple. And one day this body will pass away and we will have a resurrected body. But our body is temporal. it is. We live in a fallen world. And because of sin in the world, our bodies are affected. So we do catch germs. We do catch bugs. We do have genetic things. You know, We can get sick from our foods. But that's why we need the healer Jesus today. Amen. So those who are standing, just lift your hands to the Lord. Everybody praying. Come on, everybody. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise the Lord. And Father, we just come before you humbly today, Lord. And we just want to thank you that we're born again. We want to thank you that our sins are washed away. We thank you, Lord, that we're children of God Thank you, Lord, that we belong to you. Thank you for your blessings, your daily blessings. Thank you that you care for every one of us. And right now, Father, we just pray for those who are standing because, Lord, they're not very well. And sometimes we catch sicknesses, flus, and and sometimes our bodies don't behave the way they should. So, Lord, we thank you that there is a way we can call upon your name today and be healed in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we pray for people who are standing, the Holy Spirit. You just breathe upon every person. Lord, those who are unwell, Lord, those who are sick, those who have pain in their body, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, be healed from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. Be healed. Be strong. Be free from pain. What is wrong, may the Lord put right in your body today. We come against viruses. We come against sicknesses, Lord, and we cast them out in Jesus' name. We pray the same for those at home. We speak healing and deliverance from pain to those who are at home, too. So, in the name of Jesus Christ, be healed. And everybody said, and they shouted. Praise God. Amen. Now, in a couple of weeks' time... We're going to be having a special event, Pastor Beth, one here at Real Life Church for new people. It's actually just a month away, or thereabouts. So it's going to be on Wednesday, the twentieth of September, six o'clock through till seven thirty. We're going to just have a wonderful spread of um, nice food, but it's just great for new people to come together, learn a little bit about the church, but have a bit of a celebration and party. So if you're new to Real Life Church from the, over the next six uh, last six months, you're invited. Please come along. And if you're saying, yeah, I'm really interested in that. It doesn't cost you anything, just your time. And so if you want to come, we've just got another sheet of paper on the red-top table out in the foyer. Put your name down along with your phone number and let us know that you're going to come so we can make sure there's some yummy cakes for you. Amen. So it's going to be terrific. Well, today I've got a Father's Day message. Who's ready for that? But I'm very aware that we've got a lot of beautiful women in the church today. And the women really care about the men in the church. Is that right, ladies? Yes. Wasn't a lot of conviction about that at all, just see. Yeah, yeah. Well let's just pretend women we really care about the men in our church. <laughs> and you know, so this is a Father's Day message and there's a mess there's something for everybody, you know, whether you're a lady or a man, it doesn't really matter. There's something in this for everybody. But I'm gonna change my language a little bit and I'm gonna be fi- I'm gonna just Speak to the men. Is that right, ladies? Yeah, so anybody got a problem with that in this modern day and age? Tough luck. Amen. <laughs> Father, we pray you speak to all of our hearts. And may the name of Jesus be lifted up and glorified, we ask. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. So I'm going to be reading the passage, and we have it on the screens. It's from the book of Daniel, which is found in the Old Testament. The book of Daniel is chapter 1, verses 3 to 16. And as we read through this, um, you could just follow me there on the screen. And maybe you're not familiar with the Book of Daniel, but that's okay. You'll pick up what, what is happening. So here we go. It says the king, ordered his chief of staff to bring to the palace some of the young men of Judah's royal family and other noble families who had been brought to Babylon as captives. That's important to remember that little bit. And Then he said, select only strong, healthy. And good-looking young men, he said. Thank God for good-looking young men. Amen. All the ladies said? Amen. Amen. (laughs) Make sure that they are well-versed in every branch of learning, are gifted with knowledge and good judgment, and are suited to serve in the royal palace. Train these young men in the language and literature of Babylon. Babylon. The king assigned them a daily ration of food and wine from his own kitchens. They were to be trained for three years and then they would enter the royal service. But Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and drinking the wine given to them by the king. He asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat these unacceptable, that's another important word, unacceptable foods. Now God had given the chief of staff both respect and affection for Daniel. But he responded, I'm afraid of my Lord the King, who has ordered that you eat this food and when He ordered it. If you become pale and thin compared to the other youths your age, I'm afraid the Lord will have me beheaded. Daniel then spoke with the attendant who had been appointed by the chief of staff to look after Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah. Please test us for 10 days on a diet of vegetables and water, Daniel said. At the end of the 10 days, see how we look compared to the other young men who are eating the king's food. Then make your decision in light of what you see. The attendant agreed to Daniel's suggestion and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, Daniel and his three friends looked healthier and better nourished than the young men who had been eating the food assigned by the king. So after that, the attendant fed them only vegetables instead of the food and wine provided for the others. That's our reading for today. In the book of Daniel, we read about four Jewish young men who were forcibly uprooted from their homeland and taken to a land far, far away. The nation that we, they were taken to was completely foreign to them. It had a vastly different culture. It had a strange language and a nonsensical worldview to their own worldview. This new land was, was Babylon. The year was 605 B.C. The king of Babylon was the mighty emperor, Nebuchadnezzar. And near the city of Babylon, even perhaps within it, there was this imposing, infamous, ancient building that stood about eight stories high. Nebuchadnezzar had repaired this ancient structure and then he recorded his proud efforts on a black stone that was later discovered by archaeologists just a hundred years ago. And Nebuchadnezzar boasted about the ancient structure where he said this. This is what he said? He said, "I made this structure the wonder of the people of the world. I raised it to the top of heaven, made doors for the gates, and I covered it with bitumen and bricks." What was he talking about? Well, the structure that he had repaired was the infamous ancient Tower of Babel. Yes, you didn't know that, did you? And that's where the languages of the people are being confused by God centuries before this event. And we know from the book of Genesis that the Tower of Babel was a symbol of man's rebellion. An unholy defiance against Almighty God, and that same spirit of wickedness and defiance to God that the Tower of Babel symbolized now permeated the ancient city of Babylon. That's really important to remember that. So these four Jewish boys, these four Jewish young men, were taken from the holy land of Israel, and now they're forced to live in the wicked, hedonistic, ungodly city of. Babylon, where the Tower of Babel still stood at that time. And for those who are interested, it was actually Alexander the Great who finally ended up destroying it. But that's that's another story. (laughs) Unlike the four Jewish young men, we've not been forcibly taken from Australia in order to live in another country like Babylon. That's not happened to us. Obviously, it hasn't. But instead... Babylon has come to us. The spirit of Babylon has come to Australia. However, we don't call it Babylon today. Instead, Babylon comes under the guise of many names that it's had throughout history. Today, the spirit of Babylon comes under such names as humanism, woke, cultural Marxism. And whatever its chosen name is, it still brings with it a culture That is intentionally hostile to God and to anything that's sacred, and it's opposed to Almighty God. Now, the names of the four Jewish young men were Daniel, Mishael, and Azariah. Daniel means God is my judge, Hananiah means the Lord is grace, Mishael means who is God. Azariah means the Lord helps. That was their names. But the Babylonians did not like the names of the four young Jewish men from Israel. They didn't like their names. And they bristled at the meaning of their names. For the the Babylonians were uncomfortable with names about Almighty God. Similarly today, the name of Jesus still makes a lot of people uncomfortable. They don't mind if you talk about God, but when you personalise it and talk about Jesus, some people cannot handle that. And so in an attempt to redefine the young men's identity, the Babylonians renamed the four Jewish young men. Daniel became Belteshazzar, which means Bel protects his life. Hananiah became Shadrach, which means command of Aku. Michelle became Meshach, which means, who is Aku? It's just a play on his previous name. Azariah became Abednego, which means servant of Nebo. Bel, Ako, and Nebo were the names of some of the gods that the Babylonians worshipped. And they actually chose those names as an insult to them the Babylonians imposed the names of their own gods and doing that, they also were imposing their own understanding of the, their, the world upon the four Jewish young men. They were saying to the young men, your identity, you four boys, listen carefully, your identity now is redefined by our gods and not by your almighty God. You must now be one of us. You must think like us and you must behave like us. This is your new identity. And ladies and gentlemen, this is a, this is actually an early example of social engineering. And here we are centuries later and we see widespread social engineering happening right across Australia today and is happening rapidly. For example, Our educational institutions, by the way, social engineer, if you don't really know what it means, it means where the the culture of people is intentionally changed through cohesion, um, manipulation, and uh, intimidation. So, for example, our, our educational institutions dogmatically insist, and they teach our children, they teach your children, that a person exists by chance and not by design. They teach that our ancestors were once one cell creatures that swam around in some primordial mixture of chemicals millions of years ago. And they say that we're here today as products of of these evolutionary forces. And this is pretty much taught in every school and university throughout Australia. However, evolution is not based on science. Fact is not based on observation. But it's based upon a belief system. That says there is no God. When you say there is no God, you have to come up with another explanation of the origins of the universe. Hence evolution. Evolution is a religion. It's a false religion disguised as science. It's an instrument of social engineering to destroy the Christian worldview that every person is unique and precious to God. Because the Bible clearly says that we're made in the image of God. Every person on the planet, no matter the color of your skin, every person on the planet could trace their identity and self-worth back to God himself. Therefore, all people matter to God. You matter. You really are important. You matter to God. And God showed his love for you. He showed his love for all the people of the world when Jesus Christ came and suffered for all of humanity so we could be right with God. But you see, the spirit of Babylon, by stealth and deception, seeks to destroy everything that is wholesome, true, and pure. And the spirit of Babylon is especially devoted to the destruction of our families and our children. So how did these four Jewish young men react to living in a place like Babylon? What was their reaction? Did they give up? Did they embrace a hedonistic Babylonian lifestyle? Did they withdraw in defeat and give up their faith in God? Say, well, we can't do anything about this. Let's just go fully Babylonian, you know? Or did they play the victim card and demand an apology from the king? Well, they didn't do any of those things. What did they do? Well, instead, Daniel and his three friends, we read about it, they determined to respond to their dire situation by not defiling themselves with the king's wine and food. So, to us today, on the surface of things, that kind of seems like a weak response to their situation. But actually, it was a huge response. And there was a huge reason why they came up with this decision. And that's because, you see, God had given the Jewish people commandments and regulations for them to keep. And by keeping those commandments, the Jews were demonstrating their devotion to God. And God had commanded the Jews to eat certain foods and not eat other kinds of foods. And King Nebuchadnezzar had offered the Jewish young men a food that devoted Jews were not meant to eat. Nebuchadnezzar was playing his game. He wanted them to be devoted to himself and not to Almighty God. It's all part of the social engineering that was going on. They knew exactly what was going on these four boys. And so out of their devotion to God, they asked permission to eat vegetables and drink water instead. And God gave them favour and they escaped eating the food from the king's table. So every mealtime in that spiritually dark place, Far from their homeland, when those four Jewish young men ate their vegetables and drank their water, they were reminding themselves that they belonged to God. And every time we eat of the bread and drink of the wine in this dark world, when we have communion together, we are reminding ourselves that we belong to Almighty God. Amen? So, in the middle of wicked Babylon, even in the shadow of the Tower of Babel, four young Jewish men courageously remained faithful to God. And God granted them great favor with the king of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> and these four young men, they thrived in Babylon, and they brought light into that dark place of Babylon. And the Lord wants us to thrive today and bring light to our families, bring light to this fallen world. Amen. Yeah. And because of the impact of these four young men, even wicked King Nebuchadnezzar was impacted by them. This great famous emperor of the Middle East changed his ways. It looks like he got converted. And he later testified. This was his testimony. He said, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, towards the end of his life, he said, now, I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and glorify and honor the King of heaven. All his acts are just and true, and he's able to humble the proud. Wow, wow, wow. All this happened because four young men refused to be defiled by the King's food. Now, gentlemen, do we have any gentlemen here today? That's a good time to just raise your hand. Okay, that was a bit of a hand. Okay. (laughs) This story has so much to do with Father's Day. Absolutely it does. See, gentlemen, if you want to be a good dad, who'd like to be a good dad? Yeah. It begins. Listen, 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 listen. I can give you 10 tips on being a great dad today, but I just need to bring the Word of God. Amen. If you want to be a good dad, it begins with the decision to not let yourself be defiled by the food of this fallen world. I'm not talking about burgers and chips today. Amen. (laughs) Um, I'm talking about the values, the worldview of this world. That's what we're talking about. Don't compromise your faith. Seriously, don't do that. Instead, make every effort to live a life that's worthy of Jesus Christ. Is somebody listening today? Come on. The Bible says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following Evil. Now, we all, gentlemen, we all want our kids to love us and like us. We want our kids to be happy. We want our kids to do well. Of course we do. We want to provide for our kids. And we want to make sure that our kids don't miss out. And all of that's really important. That's good. But if you're living your life foolishly by turning your back on God and letting the world defile you, you need to be slapped today. That's what I've got to say. Did somebody hear that? You know, if you turn it on your back on oh God, what is the matter with you? Seriously. And, and you know, if you are let the world defy you, then it doesn't matter what gifts you're buying for your kids. It doesn't matter what great parenting skills you may have and how many parenting courses you've been to. It doesn't matter. Now, all of that's important. I get that. But without God, your spiritual foolishness will end up splashing upon your children in some way for sure. We've got to remember, dads, that our kids and our grandkids are watching us. They're watching. They're watching. And so they will in the long term be impacted by our character, our personal behaviors, our attitudes, and our beliefs more than anything else, I promise you. Therefore, as followers of Jesus Christ, let's not be defiled by the values and opinions and the gods of this world. Because it's just too much at stake. It's your kid's future's mistake. The Bible says, Make every effort to be found living peaceful lives. Make every, make, make, put some effort into this. Make every effort to be found living peaceful lives, that are, lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. Amen? So therefore, let's be devoted to Jesus Christ. Let's endeavour to be more like Jesus. Now listen really closely. Let's be honest. Now, I'm going to go through a few things here. Guys, let's be honest and not tell lies. Let's be men who do not tell lies. Let's watch our speech. Gentlemen, let's watch our speech and let's cut out the swearing. Let's cut out the swearing. Let's cut out, the let's cut out looking at porn. How terrible would it be for a child to catch his dad looking at porn? How how, how, how do you get out of that one? Don't look at porn. Because we wanted to be devoted to Jesus Christ. Let's cut out the drugs and the drinking and the smoking and the vaping. Get over it. Do something about it. Stop it. Let's be men of integrity where our character matches our words you say to your kids you're going to show up at a certain time, make sure you show up at that time. Let's not be ensnared by the spirit of entitlement. But let us have a strong, I'm speaking as guys today, let's have a strong work ethic because that's the Bible way. You know, the Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. So let's develop a strong work ethic. Let's be gentlemen where we keep our temper under control and we treat ladies with respect and dignity. Yes. Let's not speak rubbish about our children's mother to our children. I know you might be in dispute with the mother. I get all of that. Life is complicated. You know, Life is messy. But don't take it out on your kids. Don't rubbish their mother to them. Let's not play the victim card. Get over yourself. Let's not play the victim card, but instead let's remind ourselves that we're sons of God and we are new creation. Let's get angry only at sin, the devil and injustice. Let's be courageous. Let's be brave. Let's be courageous and bravely stand for what is right. When something's wrong, we've got to call it out. Let's be generous with kind words, kind deeds, and with our money. Let's read our Bibles. Let's pray frequently. And let's come to church regularly. Let's be thankful for the good in our lives. Let's stop whinging and let's just be grateful for all the good things that we have in this wonderful country. And finally, let's be a blessing to other people who are living under the tyranny of this fallen world. Gentlemen, let's not be defiled by Babylon, but rather let us be men of God. Let's be real men. Let's stay the course. That's what our kids need. A real man. For the Bible says this, I'm nearly finished. For the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commandments. And how joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying his commands. Their children will be successful. Some version says that their children will be mighty in the land. Their children will be successful everywhere. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed. Amen. Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. What about you? What about me? What about you? Will you be like those four young fellows who stood their ground in a dark, wicked city and devoted themselves to the Lord? Will you be like them? Because today, your family, my family, our families and our friends... And our nation needs men, real men, who will stand for what is right, what is pure, and what is noble. Will you be that man? And this Father's Day is a good day to surrender your life and your future to Jesus Christ. Will you do that today? Come on, let's pray, shall we? Let's pray. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're just going to pray for a moment. And we're going to make room for the Holy Spirit. We're not going to take long because we're going to go and have our sausage rolls and whatever in a few moments. But God is here. Of course He's here. He's been waiting to speak to you. He loves you. He's got a purpose, a plan for your life. Always has. And He's challenged your heart today. He's wanting you to rise up and be the man that He's called you to be. Don't be like the men of the world. Don't don't follow the patterns of this world. Be a real man. Be a man of God. God is here. He's knocking on the door of your heart. He's challenging you today. And I just want to pray with all the men. And so I'm going to ask all the men to stand. Just the men, ladies, if you could just remain seated for a moment. All the men, even young men who are under 18, that's okay. All men. Maybe, gentlemen, you might just want to lift your hands to the Lord. That would be a good thing to do. And I just sense there's a real hunger here today amongst the men. Absolutely. God sees you. He hasn't forgotten about you. Father, I just pray for men in this place today. I pray for the men. Lord, there's stuff in their past. So I'm just feeling the Holy Spirit lead me in this way just to pray this way. There's there's stuff in... Some of the men's past here, Lord, that's just holding them back, their failures. Some are convicted by what I said today. Stuff, Lord, in the past that's holding them back. But Lord, we thank you for the word that says, Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And Lord, we want to um, commit ourselves to you today. But Lord, we we know we've got to let go of our past, our failures, the stuff-ups, the things we we, we damage we caused in our relationships with, with partners we we're with, with wives that we've been with, and even the stuff-ups that we've had with our kids. Lord, we confess our sins, Lord, to you in our hearts, Lord, right now of not being the real man we should have been, not being there when we were needed, not keeping our word when we gave our word and we, we let our kids down. Lord, we confess our sins when we've criticised the mother of our children, and got mad and angry and said things our kids should never have had to hear. Lord, we repent, Lord, of our addictions. Lord, as men, Lord, we're just, just so sorry. Sorry, Lord, that we just gave into the spirit of this world that's so strong and compelling. Lord, sorry, Lord, for feeling so sorry for ourselves and neglecting all the good things that you've done for us. Lord, just, we just repent of our sins as men today. Lord, we, we ask for your help. We pray today, we're going to draw a line in the sand. And we're saying today, Lord, we commit ourselves to you. From today forwards, Lord, we want to be the men you've called us to be. But Lord, we got a lot of damage from the past. And so we pray you help us to manage that damage. Lord, we just give all that damage to you. We know some things cannot be swept under the carpet. There are things that we need to deal with. And Lord, help us, Lord, to take responsibility. Lord, for things that we've done and we want to make it right with people. But nonetheless, today, we come before you and we ask you for help. Help us to be those real men you've called us to be. Lord, for the sake of our kids, help us to be the real men you've called us to be. And today, this Father's Day, Lord, we just commit our lives to you. For the sake of our kids, for the sake of your holy name, we as men ask, Lord, that you help us to be real men, godly men this day. We pray this In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said. And they shouted. Okay, okay. What about everybody standing? Ladies, you want to stand too? Just for a minute. And I just want to pray one more prayer. With every head bowed, every eye closed. The Holy Spirit is doing some deep work in people's hearts here today. And there are people here today, you're not right with God. If you died today, you're not really sure whether you go to heaven You're not sure. You're kind of hoping, hoping it'll work out. Not really sure. You haven't had Jesus Christ come and wash your sins away. And then there's other people here today. And God has done a wonderful work in your heart. And then you walked away. You returned back to the world. That's called backsliding. Well, the Lord wants to have mercy upon you today. He's calling you back to himself. And so if today, you're not right with God. Not really sure that you're going to go to heaven. Oh, the Lord is knocking on your heart too. And you can get right with God today. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, why don't you reach out to Jesus today? And we're going to pray for you. I'll pray for you. If that's you, we're going to put backsliders or if you've never asked Jesus into your heart today, come back to Jesus today. Can we pray for you? Just give us a wave of your hand. We're going to pray right, right now. Where are you standing? If that's you, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you down the back. There's a little fella jumping up and down so I can see your hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you specialize in sinners. Thank you, Lord, that you came to wash sinners clean and make them brand new. Thank you, Lord. So we're gonna pray right now. Can I pray for you? One one opportunity, one more opportunity if you're saying yes, Pastor Dave, pray for me. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna pray. And so Father, we just pray for all the fellas who are just lifting their hands. Yeah. Actually, fellas, just quickly come to the front. Just quickly, as quick as you can, just come to the front. Come, on, Michael. God bless you. God bless you guys. God bless you, John. What about some other men? Just come and put your hands upon these guys. Come just come and just gently put your hands. Thank you. Thank you for these gentlemen, Lord who've had the courage of their convictions to respond to you today. And we bless them for that. Thank you for their courage to come to the front today. We bless them for that. But Lord, you just love these men so much, more than that they'll ever know. And we just pray for our brothers today. Holy Spirit, we just pray you'll come upon them. Forgive them of every sin. Lord, the, the skeletons in the closet, just wash the sins away. We pray firstly for those who are not sure, Lord, where they're going to go when their heart stops beating. Pray for those who feel that way, that right now you'll just wash them clean. We pray you'll give them a new beginning. We pray, Lord, that they'll... Be New Christians, we pray Jesus that you 'll become big in their lives today, from this moment forward, we pray you 'll wash away all the dirt in their hearts and make them brand new, and we pray from this day forward they 'll follow Jesus all the days of their lives and grow to know you and learn more about you and be strong and mighty, Lord. we pray for backsliders here, Lord, Lord, who walked with you well. But then something happened and they got sidetracked. They went to the left or the right and got into trouble. Lord, as they come back home to you today, Lord, cleanse them. We thank you that you're the God of the second chance, the third chance, the fourth chance. We thank you you're faithful and you're merciful. And we pray for backsliders today that you'll restore them back into the family of God. Wash them clean. May they become the men and the man that you've called them to be. We pray this In the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody said amen.